0: We're going to go a little bit different direction. We're going to look in Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. I'm going to be reading a lot of the passages tonight. Either out of the King James or out of the Amplified. Just because I'm preaching and I want to. And I'm used to these scriptures and those translations. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So we're gonna be looking at this in detail, but as I was praying this week, before we get into the rest of this passage that outlines, you know, uh, again about praying this verse, I mean, before we get into this verse, I just felt like I wanted to back up and start with Ephesians chapter t- uh, 6, verse 10. And I'm going to turn over there. And I'm just going to read this entire passage, verse 10 through verse 17. And I have my, oh, I love my old Bible. Do y'all have, I, You know, people give me Bibles. I have a new Bible. But it's just comforting to get your old Bible out sometimes. And this is King James and the Amplified together. So I really like it. But this, I want to start in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in yourself. Is that what it says? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Anybody remember that little uh, wily coyote? cartoon, the little wily coyote. He was always after the road runner, right? But he didn't catch him. Anyhow, the devil is wily. He's not wily coyote, but he, you know, he's got some tricks up his sleeve. But you know what? We can stand against the wiles of the devil. Then it goes on to say, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And this is what we're going to do about it. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all the stand, what are you going to do? You're going to stand Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So what we just read here is the warfare of the believer and the armor of God that each and every believer has access to. And the armor that we just read, we know that it is for our everyday Christian walk, that we will walk in victory and that we will not be defeated, that we can stand against the wiles of the devil. But as I was looking at this, you know, the Bible was not written in chapter and in verse. So we have it here that he's talking about the armor of God. And then he goes immediately into the verse we just read in verse 18 about Prayer. So I begin to see this as prayer armor. It's vital for us to be clothed properly if we want to have a successful (laughs) prayer life. How many of you want to get the answers to your prayers? How many of you want to walk in victory? Well, then we got to put on the right clothes. And this just listed them out here. It told us as a quick overview that our head, we got the helmet of salvation. Our body, we've got the breastplate of righteousness. Our loins, our legs are girded about with truth. And our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. When you read this armor described here, you will notice that there is nothing for your backside. It's all in the front. Remember, you know, I grew up in a good little Pentecostal church and traditionally every Sunday night was testimony service. And I heard a man of God that grew up in a church just like that and they were having a testimony service. And this little lady stood up and she said, I just want to testify. I've got the devil on the run. So they're all okay. Yay, sister. And she says, no, wait, I'm running and he's chasing me. No, that's not a testimony. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to be running from the devil. The Bible says that we're to resist the devil and he will flee from us. He's supposed to be running from us as in terror. We're not on the defense. We're on the offense. That's why we got all this armor for the front of us. Satan is Defeated. We are still in a spiritual battle, but Jesus has won the victory. For us. But our enemy, Wiley Coyote, Wiley, he is a deceiver. And he likes to bring lies. He likes to bring pop-up evidence and signs that will tell you, oh no, you're not gonna win this time. Oh no, that relative is never gonna change. I've got them in my hold and I'm not letting go of them. Those are lies of the devil. We don't have to accept them. He's a deceiver. But this is what we have to do when we are, know who we are in Christ Jesus. We got to do Ephesians 6 10. And now I want to read it out of the Amplified. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered. Ooh, I like that word. Be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which his boundless might provides. We started out this series in John chapter 15, 7. You don't need to turn there, but it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you and in the amplified it talks about our union with him so that's what kind of reminded me when i read this that we've got this abiding union with him and you know what it is it's empowering it's empowering to know that he is in me and i Am in him, and we are vitally united with him. Isn't that good news? It's empowering, and it gives us strength. We're not empowered by our own natural abilities. There's a lot of emphasis in this day and age in which we live in. It's a good thing. There's a lot of emphasis about taking care of the physical body. You know, work out, lift weights, do this, do that, get in good physical shape. And we're not opposed to that. It's good to take care of this temple. Why? Because we want to live long and we want to finish strong. But there is no nasty green drink that you drink. There is no work. Do you drink it? You still drink that green thing, right? Pastor Tom likes, he drinks these weird deals. But anyhow, (laughs) it's empowering him to have a good voice. So I'm all for it. But I know that his faith is not in a weird green drink. Your faith can't be in muscle milk or how many weights that you can lift. You can be muscle bound and lift and press 500 pounds. But our natural strength is no threat to the devil. He doesn't care how many weights you can lift. But this is the thing. When you know that you are empowered through, your, through the Lord. And you are strong in him. You can weigh 95 pounds. And whip the devil every single time. Yay. Amen. It's not about the physical. It's about who's in here and knowing I'm strong in the Lord. Everybody say that with me. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. So tonight we're just going to keep going through these verses. We're going to look at a lot of them in the Amplified. So let's read verse 6 in the Amplified. Put on... God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy armed soldier, which God supplies that you may be able to successfully to stand up against the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Notice that phrase put on. Do you know who the understood subject there is class? Do you remember that from English you, you put on the whole armor of God. Minds me again of John fifteen seven. You is mentioned five times in John fifteen seven. And then here in this passage he's saying, You gotta put on this armor that has already been provided. It's available, it's ours. Like so many promises of the Lord, they are ours, but we got to take them and receive it and say, yes, that's mine. Has anybody ever had to take a stand for your healing? Take a stand for your finances. Even though you know God said, I meet all of your needs according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Just because you can quote that scripture, does that mean that you're not ever going to have a financial attack? No. It's a good thing to get that word in your heart. But you got to take the word. you got to put on the armor of God. I am very happy to report to you that everybody in here tonight has on clothes. That is a good thing. Hopefully, you never get up in the morning and say, you know, I just don't feel like wearing clothes today. I think I'm just going to go to, the, to the work with no clothes on. Well, that's not a good thing. Yet, multitudes of Christians leave their home every day spiritually naked. They are literally, and I have never watched this show, so don't think I have, but I've seen the advertisements. They are literally naked and afraid. We don't need to be naked and afraid. In the realm of the spirit, there's a lot of spiritual streakers out there. That was a craze that I'm glad it's over. I hope it's over. How many of you remember that? You'd be watching a TV show, a sporting event, and a streaker would run across the field. Thank God they're not doing that anymore. But there are a lot of spiritual streakers out there. And you know what it is? If you don't have your armor on, you're open to fear. You are naked and afraid. But that's not what God wants from us. If we're going to successfully stand against the strategies, we just read that, strategies and plots and schemes of the enemy, we got to be clothed properly. Again, he's defeated. But if we had anything positive to say about him, it would have to be that he is a persistent cuss. And no, I'm not cussing, but he is a persistent cuss. We have to be aware and informed on how to enforce his defeat. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, again out have Amplified, to keep Satan from getting the advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his wiles and his intentions. You've heard that saying that ignorance is bliss. No, it isn't. It is not good to be ignorant. If you're in a certain field, you need to know what's going on in that field. You need to school yourself. You need to educate yourself. You need to excel in your career. And when it comes to the things of God, the Bible says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So we have to take time to study the word, meditate in the word. Don't be ignorant of the scriptures and don't be ignorant. Of Satan's devices. If you you are, you know what begins to happen? A lack of knowledge. The enemy, he'll keep us in the dark and we'll find ourselves fighting the wrong thing. The next verse here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, again out of the Amplified. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, we're not contending only with physical opponents. But against the despotism, how do you say that? Despotism. Bad things, <laughs> bad things. Against bad things, against the powers, against the master spirits. Who are the world. They're the rulers of this present darkness against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. So what is this telling us? It is telling us your boss. And you know this old adage, your mother-in-law, they're not your enemy. People are not our enemy. Isn't that right, Sherry? Yeah, that's right. Helen's a good mother-in-law. <laughs> now, we know that people in the natural, your boss, your co-workers, sometimes your family members, they can yield to the devil. And they, the enemy will use people to harass us. Has anybody ever found that out? But in reality, this verse is telling us we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. People are not, we don't have to get our eyes on, they're so terrible, and they're so this, and they did this. No, we need to go in our prayer closet and say, alrighty, alrighty, I'm not wrestling with flesh and blood. That person is demonized right now. They are influenced by an evil spirit, but I've got authority, not over people, but we got authority over evil spirits. That influence them. You could have somebody on your job or maybe even in your family and they're just acting ugly and they're ranting and they're raving and they're using all this colorful language from the book of cuss. And you can all, you can't get right in their face and say, I bind you, devil, in the name of Jesus. But under your breath, you can say, I bind you, Satan. You are not going to talk that way in my presence. And they can just be going, stop in mid-sentence. Go down. Wouldn't that be awesome? It can happen. And then sometimes you you can excuse yourself, go in another room, go in the bathroom and take authority over that harassing spirit that's influencing them. We have to know who our true enemy is. And it can't be getting our eyes on people. It can't be getting an attitude toward people. It's easy to do, but we have to remember if people are acting that way, they are motivated by a spiritual force that you and I have authority over. We have to know it, we can't be ignorant. Of the devil's devices. We cannot be ignorant of the way that he uses people. Familiar spirits get a hold of people. And if the devil sees when they act a certain way, it just pushes your button. And you just, you get, have a fit of carnality. Then he's going to use that over and over and over. Until you realize, oh no you don't. Oh no you don't. I'm not yielding to that. And I'm taking authority over that familiar spirit that's operating through them. Amen. Because we don't, you know, we're not. We've got some weapons that the world doesn't have. And you cannot lose with the weapons we use. If we'll use them properly. Good scripture Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 and 4, out of the King James, For though we walk in the flesh, guess what? We do not war after the flesh. The next verse, verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You might be saying, what in the world does this have to do with prayer? Everything. Because we have to know, even when we're praying, we're not praying against people. We are praying and using our authority over the devil. The God of this world. Doesn't the Bible say that? The God of this world. Satan. He's blinded the eyes of multitudes. A people, but our prayers can cause the lights to come on. Our prayers can break that deception off of their minds. The blinders can be removed from their eyes. if we will pray the Ephesians' prayers, and if we will pray the Word of God over their lives, amen. Now let's go on here, back to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 and 14. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, what are we going to do? Verse 14, we're going to stand Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. That word withstand there in the Greek, and I know I'm not saying it right, but it's antihistamine. What does that remind you of? An antihistamine. Anti means against and his to cause to stand. The verb means this, vigorously opposing, bravely, bravely resisting, standing your ground, face to face, against an adversary. I'm so glad that being a Christian does not mean that we are wimps. We're not wimps. We're warriors. We're soldiers in the Lord's army. And that doesn't mean that we got to do weird things like go up in the heavenlies in an airplane and, you know, pray in fatigues and all of that stuff. I'm not talking about that. But we are soldiers in the Lord's army. And we have been given weapons. And the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. But they certainly are mighty. Mighty. If we're going to enjoy answered prayer and receive the end of our faith, we must do all to stand. And then you know what else we got to do? We got to make sure that our loins are girt about with the word of God and that we're wearing the breastplate of righteousness and that we know we are in right standing with God. And then let's look at verse 15, moving right along here. Again, amplified. And having shod your feet in preparation to face the enemy with the firm footed stability, the promptness, and the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace. Feet shod with something, shod with the preparation of the gospel. A piece. This is represented as a protective shoes worn by the Roman soldiers. Think about that. On the bottom of the shoes of the Roman soldiers wore were affixed with extremely dangerous spikes. Spikes that were one to three inches long. If you were involved, if they were involved in active combat, their spikes could be close to three inches long. These were killer shoes. And this is what Paul had in mind when he wrote this chapter. He knew what the Roman soldiers looked like. He knew what their armor looked like. He knew about those spikes on their shoes. They could kill With those shoes that cause them to be able to tread on dangerous terrain with those shoes. Where does the Bible say that the devil is? He's under our feet. So with those shoes that have got those spikes on, we can stomp on his head. Why don't you do a little stomping right now. We can stomp on his head with those feet that are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. These are not little little cozy house shoes that we have on. These are feet. That are shod with with weapons of warfare, with umbaresa, with boots that have got spikes in it, that will just annihilate the enemy. And another awesome truth about these being shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I don't think I gave the, the guys this scripture, but in Psalms chapter 18, verse 33, this comes to me in the amplified. It says, He makes my feet. Like hinds feet, able to stand firmly or make progress on the dangerous heights of testing and trouble. He sets me securely upon my high places. That's Psalms 1833. When we know that we've got our feet shot. Woo, hallelujah. With these boots That have got spikes on them, and these boots were made for walking, and they were made for walking on the devil's head. I get a point for that, right? Walking on the devil's head and treading on the, this verse we just read, the day, make progress on the dangerous heights of testing and trouble. If you weren't here this morning, you need to get both of those uh, services. But in the 11, I'm telling you, Pastor was talking about that. We are, we go through something to get to something. We make progress even during a testing and a trying time in our lives. We can make progress. And when we got on this proper armor, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, we got our feet shod properly. Guess what? We're praying in line with God's word. It's going to cause us to make progress in our prayer life. It's going to cause us to go Go above the testing and the trial to be able to tread upon serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. That's what we've got available to us. Anybody in here happy about it? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for what you've given to us. Thank you, Lord, for the weapons of our warfare. They are not carnal, but they are mighty. Hallelujah. And we're going to use them. (coughs) And we are not going to take our faith off of the line. Because the next verse, verse 16, says this Above all, everybody say, "Above above all, taking. The shield of faith with which you will be able to do what? Quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Above all, take the shield of faith. Some people say, oh, faith is a movement and faith is over. Oh, no, it's not. It wasn't just a movement and it's certainly not over. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. We have to have faith in the Lord. We have to have faith. In the Word of God. And if we're not holding up that shield of faith, guess what? We are open prey to the fiery darts of the wicked one. If you're not holding up your shield of faith, when those darts come, guess what? They're going to hit you. They're going to penetrate. They're going to cause you, sometimes cause people to be taken out. I don't say that with gladness, but there are Christians that have been taken out because they didn't know how to fight the good fight of faith. And aren't you glad that the Bible says fight the good fight of faith? What's a good fight? Anybody know? A good fight is one that you win. Hallelujah. If you're going to get in a fight, make sure you win. Don't be a loser. We're on the winning side. Fight the good fight of faith and win it. And you will win it when you fight with your spiritual weapons, when you stand on the word of God, when you speak faith filled words. What do faith filled words do? They dominate the law of sin and death. There's a lot of opportunity out there for death and sin to overtake people. But faith-filled words, that's what we pray with. You use your shield of faith for yourself, but you use that shield of faith when you're praying for other people. There is no such a thing as a prayer of doubt and unbelief. There's no such thing as a prayer of worry and of fear. When we're praying for our loved ones, we got to stay in Faith. No matter if they are acting like demon child. No matter what they're out there doing. And how they are behaving. We cannot be moved by what we see. I'm only moved by what I believe. And I believe the word of God is true. And I believe if I will stand in faith. I will see the desired end result. Take the shield of faith. Stand on the word of God. And then he said the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation, what's it do? It covers our head. Where did thoughts attack us? In our head, in our mind. Has anybody ever had any thoughts that came to your mind that were not faith filled thoughts? Anybody ever had any thoughts of oh they're never gonna change? They're acting worse than they ever acted. You're never going to be delivered of this addiction. You're never going to receive your healing. Thoughts bombard our heads, our minds every single day. Our spiritual father, Brother Hagen, he used to say, you cannot help a bird flying over your head, but you sure can keep him from building a nest in your hair. And that's why it is with thoughts, these thoughts and crazy thoughts. You ever had a crazy thought? And you're like, what in the world? Where did that come from? It came from the devil. He's the God of this world and these flighty little crazy thoughts come. But when we got on the helmet of salvation. Those thoughts don't have to become our thoughts. They're his thoughts. Don't take them. Don't voice them. When this thought comes and you want to say negative things about your relatives. Or even negative things about yourself and what's going on. Resist that thought. Renew your mind to the word of God. Speak faith filled words. Pray from the position A victory, not defeat. So when you got on these clothes, guess what? You're dressed and you're ready to pray. So we're just going to read Ephesians 6, 18 one last time here. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication. For all saints. As I was reading that passage again today. Praying always. I was reminded of what pastor had such an unction in both services in the 11 a.m. He had an unction on the devil saying never. It's never going to happen for you. It's never going to happen for your reality. You're never going to get that breakthrough. But what should our response be? Always. Oh, yes, I am. He always causes me to try up. And as I was looking at this today, just thinking, praying always. We pray from a place of always getting the answer. Always assured. This is a confidence that if we ask anything according to his word, he hears us. We're not talking about flighty prayers, flaky prayers. But when we pray our prayers in line with the word of God, praying always with assurance that he always hears and he always answers my prayers. Anybody else happy about that? Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your promises. We thank you that your ears are open to our prayers. Hallelujah. We thank you that greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name. Let's stand up. We bless your name. We magnify your name. You are good. And you are good all the time and all the time. You are good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Emma, shombre sombra, Praying always, praying always. We will not cease to pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, there's a scripture in I, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 17. Just short little scripture, three words. Pray without ceasing. Now, that doesn't mean that we can constantly be praying But you know what it literally means? It means never give up on prayer. Isn't that good? Never give up on the value of prayer. Pastor Mark got this slogan years ago. Powerful, purposeful prayer paves the way for the impossible to become possible. Lord, we're thankful (laughs) for the power that there is in you and the power that is produced when we pray. Oh, tremendous power is made available. It is dynamic in its working and it will blow up the plots, the plans and the strategies of the wicked one. Hallelujah. <laughs>